Bye. Hello. That's our, our first private joke of the of this podcast. Um, Shall I tell you what it is? I've got my I've got my mouth full. <laughs> I was halfway through drinking. My my drink. And, uh, See, the best bit is this isn't even live, and we're just going to leave this all in. <laughs> no editing for us. So, how are you guys? How are you? I can legitimately ask that now because we've had uh, we've had emails. Correspondence. Well, yeah. have, have we? Yeah, 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 we have. You don't. I, uh, I haven't checked the. Uh, no, you, I was too busy finding music for this podcast. Sure, oh, doing all those other things that you do. I have seen though. You just showed me the number mm. of people who downloaded this. I won't say it, but it's it's, it's just just shy of a thousand. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, yeah, yeah. We've had a few emails. We had one very soon after the release of November's podcast from. From Mr. Robert Howells. To whom many thanks. Yes, indeed, many thanks. But sadly no prize. And what did he say? He said, oh, he made a pun, an excellent pun. <laughs> now, Rob um, is a very, very, very good teller of jokes. Mm-hmm. He makes them up mm-hmm. um, on an almost daily basis, I would say. A good yarn spinner. Indeed, indeed. I made up a joke. Oh, I didn't make it up, I did hear it, though. Okay. I, did I tell you already? Uh, yes. Yes. Can I tell the listeners of the podcast? Can I tell you? You may have done, but you tell so many jokes. Okay. Tell the world. Okay, okay. Why was the French bean miserable? Don't know. Because he was not happy. Very good. Very good. Thank you very much. And you you can do that in the original French because you're embarrassed. That's rather good. Anyway, yes, Rob Howells made a pun. A pun about my sister. Yeah. Normally I wouldn't even allow, but this time I... It worked out, did it? Lord, it, yes. And what was it? It was um, about her... Because in the last podcast I said that my sister um, wanted to be called Tractor when she was small. Mm-hmm. And he said, I thought it was very unfair of Matilda's sister to right. want to be called Tractor. But good, she later retracted it. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> I think probably he used better grammar. The thing that. is, I, I did actually check, log in uh, okay. and, and see that. I didn't get it. <laughs> I thought uh, I thought it was something I just didn't understand, but it was humour. Yeah, so I didn't understand it. You know, comedy. Yeah, um, yeah. So we had an email from him. We had promised correspondence from a couple of people as well. I, yes. When I saw Ned the other day, that's Ned Bowman. Look out for his new book coming soon. Um, and he <laughs> um, he said that he'd really wanted to email us, but thought we maybe didn't want emails from friends. We, I mean, the listenership of this podcast, as you know, friends, is entirely made up of friends. I don't know, though. If you look at the numbers, we don't have that many friends. But, but uh, No, but it's kind of Facebook category friends, you know, people you've vaguely met. And f- to, be, to be certain, uh, many of these friends, even around this very table, have downloaded more than once. So... It's so not, the numbers don't represent uh, actual fact. I'm a five-time kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the numbers up. And often, because the, the internet doesn't properly work, we've got some kind of 1994 internet package going on here. Uh, we have to download it several times, uh, having refreshed pages when it tells us not to, etc., etc. You know that sort of that sort of cock. Fun times. Mm, mm. <laughs> and cock isn't a dirty word, because it also means chicken. So... The, um, yeah, the other good news uh, about email correspondence is that we have a competition winner to one of last last month's two competitions. That winner will be announced towards the end of this podcast. I say towards the end. I actually mean towards the middle, having looked at the numbers properly. Let me look down. 
There we go. There's me <laughs> drawing on the pad. Yeah. So. <clears throat> are we gonna do, Are we gonna do a track? Now? I think I think you are going to introduce the first track that we have for the, for December's pre-Christmas podcast. That's right. Um, for the final podcast of 2009, the first musician to feature is Sarah Shirali. Oh, I really hope that's how you say your name, Sarah. Sarah, perhaps. Um, anyway, I think we've just caught her in time, actually, because she's just in a matter of days about to sign to a French label. Mm. And I've been mm. really obsessing over her record called Bang Bang. We'll still be able to play her because she won't be signed in the UK. Yeah, yeah we're yeah, all but, right. Well, I don't know. If you're listening to this on Thursday or Friday mm. or after the weekend, then maybe mm. just skip the next five minutes. Is that, <laughs> don't say that. No, don't, no, no but it's, it's copyright. Don't. It's You'll no, get I've letters got, from... I've got you written know, permission. Written from permission. the And in this day and age, that means diddly squizzle. Well, yeah. I would say, I would say definitely, in fact, turn it up. Learn your music contract law. Turn well, it up and buy the rest of the tracks. Yeah, really do, because it's really, really very, very good. The album's called Bang Bang, um, and you can get it at all reputable places, I believe. Or just um, go on her MySpace, and, and which is myspace.com forward slash... No, <laughs> I can't ever say that. I wonder if I'll ever make a whole episode. Myspace.com slash. Yes, Sarah Shirali, which is S-A-R-A-S-C-H-I-R-A-L-L-I. Thank you very much. And this track is called Paranoid. Here it goes. I should stay and maybe I could fall. 
Sarah there with Paranoid from our album, which is still playing in the background. Bang, bang, which we look forward to. I, I, I don't have to look forward to. I'm already... Enjoying. No, but there's still two of us at the table apart from you. Okay. So, so we, Johnny and I, look yeah. forward to that. I'm going to get involved in that. And, and WII look forward to an interactive game version of her album. <laughs> we look forward to the rights to Bang, Bang. The family game is <laughs> coming up to Christmas. I've got to think out of the box. So, <laughs> moving right on. <clears throat> moving a, right on. Skip. I'm going to talk to you now yeah, with with Johnny Lloyd and Hello. Matilda James here Hello. about things that we've uh, that we've enjoyed in November, which seems like a sprawling beast of a month. It's been a Le- long month. It's been it? the Leviathan of months. I think it's the weather. What have you done? No, we went anything? to see Daniel Kitson. We went to see Daniel Kitson. Oh we God, went to see all this the month? jazz festival stuff. We went to see so many pad. gigs. We Bill were really Fisso. good. We saw Bill Fisso. We saw John Sermon. You I saw Todd Gustafsson. Johnny did it all. I stayed at home. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the house. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I've been watching the house as well. House oh, yeah. MD. Um, season I've got one episode to go six. I'm saving it until I get made redundant. Sure, sure. I really need it. I met no, Lenny Henry for... this month. You met Lenny Henry. Yeah. I met Kenny Wheeler. Yes. Oh so my God, it's all going on. We've it? done pretty well. Yeah. Uh, how did you like Kitson? How did I like Kitson? Mm. Um, it was one of those gigs where not only is it just he does a lot of sort of penis jokes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you also have that moment where you suddenly, for me, I suddenly realised that he was expressing things, and this sounds a bit silly, but mm-hmm. he's expressing things in a way that I couldn't possibly hope to. Yeah. In a, and also was incredibly funny with it. Yeah, it's very yeah. touching. It's very touching. Yeah. And for a second, I sort of hardened up and was like, trying to be cool about it, and you know, ironic and detached. And then I just totally got into it. No, totally got into it. It's too warm an environment yeah. that he creates, isn't it? Especially yeah. at uh, Union Chapel. A lot of just... a lot of people who feel very cold under a very warm blanket, right? Yeah, that's very it. Very it. Mm. Also, he's playing again, sixteenth and seventeenth of December at the Union Chapel, I think. Oh. Um, and um, it's the second same. Month, I'm, I'm it's gonna, the second gig. I mean, it's due the same to giant thing public demand. I'm going to write that yeah. on my pod pad. Genuinely, write it down. 16, if anyone 17. who works at the Union Chapel is listening, we'd love to do a gig there. Yes, please. Yeah, yeah. 
really, really would. Just to unlock it. We nearly, we nearly, very nearly did a gig yesterday, but we were we were stuck in traffic, so couldn't get back. Were, Sorry to anyone who did turn up to the good ship in Kilburn. You probably saw a lovely set from someone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we had a message from someone lovely uh, on um, on MySpace saying, uh, really looking forward to coming to your gig, and now I'm stuck on your page because the songs are so lovely. We didn't go. <laughs> anyway. But there will be more. There will be more. There will be more. We've been doing a bit of a mm -hmm. troll around. How we? about that Frizzell? Bill Frizzell's oh. gig with him... In the spiciest <laughs> jacket I've ever seen. Uh, I mean, it, it was, was like a full spice rack. It of would jacket, last it? about twenty yeah. seconds in a charity shop before someone snapped it up. Yeah, and that someone would probably be a retired Toby Ziegler from the West. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah, 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 yeah. Right. It's a. It was a great jacket. Uh, great new plimsolls. New plimsolls. Box fresh. Yeah. They gray. Were. Gray. They really were. Yeah, light gray. And and two varying kind of very pale versions on sort of. Tartan yeah. check yeah. on, on yeah. shirt and trowel. Some kind of hound's tooth. And he had no. a he had a kind of good backing band. Yeah, yeah. Joey Barron drums oh. and uh, the, what the London Symphony Orchestra. Yeah, BBC Symphony. BBC Symphony Orchestra of London. Of London fame. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you might have heard of it. Conducted by Mike Gibbs. It was jazz. Oh, it was really very good. It was like a, a greatest hits set with orchestra. And 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 before that. Who do we hear? Copeland? Copeland and Ives. Mm. Yeah. Oh, some really great playing as well. Really I think. Good. Yeah, great playing. And those Ives pieces are so surprising. There's so much in them. It's so much space in it. And it was lovely seeing the orchestra react really, really differently. Such a different kind of... Mm. Um, Context. Like cheering each other. Yeah. And to kind of play with like, Bill. Yeah. Just a different kind of rigour and a different kind of... Because they didn't have to improvise, but they, had, they certainly had uh, patches of music that they had to play, you know, on command, yeah. which I suppose is the job of a conductor to get people to play things at the right time. But he was they, doing well as well. Actually, he had a bright red belt. He on. did a bright red belt, and he had he had a bright red face as well when he came to bow. <laughs> He's Mike, Mike Gibbs in the program. He said something like, "Yeah, so uh, Bill is uh, improvising, but I'm um, I don't know if that's his voice, but I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, I consider myself as improvising with the orchestra as my." <laughs> oh, I don't right. know what, you know, right. the orchestra was his instrument. Improvising over a long he, period of time, yeah, having written things and, down. And having written things down, but then <laughs> yeah. bringing people in at the right time. And I thought, oh, shut up, Mike. That's and actually, he did that. He did, I thought. He kind of, to an extent, I mean, with Bill, you know, yeah. you could sit there taking a dump and it still sound good. So that's what, that's what we did in... Uh, I was reading, I read a lot of... Uh, of one book, I, I finished it. <laughs> <laughs> you read it from one, read it from one cover to the other. One cover to the other. I read the adverts at the back. It was uh, I found an Ian M. Banks that I hadn't read, Player of Games. It was one of those books that I got the tube into work rather than cycle, so I could read it on the way in. That's, That's very good. So I also got a little fatter. Say la vie when it comes to great literature. So that mm. was that was that was good fun. Yeah, I started to read a bit of Ray Bradbury as well on the on the sci-fi. Uh, side of things but he said he only wrote one science fiction book which was uh fahrenheit what is it fahrenheit? 451 it, yeah 451 uh and he said that was the only work of science fiction that he was written the rest was fantasy because science fiction is based on probable truth things that could actually happen that have scientific um, backbones but um he said that fahrenheit 451 was the only work of science fiction he wrote i've been reading uh, little stories from the golden apples of the sun which has been really good. Oh, and I finally finished River Out of Eden by Richard Dawkins. And that's really good. That's really uh, easy to, to inform with.
know what that really means, but it, it informed me well. And I, I, I'm something of a dullard when it comes to reading. Have you used it in a poem yet? That's the real test I found when you're reading a, you know, a uh, proper. I haven't, but then books. I try not to drink with uh, with intelligent people. You know. That's funny. We, we, yeah, we, <laughs> we go to the pub all we're the time. Fine. How do you think we're here? Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Actually, we don't go to the pub all the time. No, that that was a lie for the sake of the podcast. Yeah. In yeah. reality, it's yeah. Solo existence, really. <laughs> yeah, here in Tumbleweed Cottage, <laughs> Londonsville. Oh, here we go. Talking of cottages, we planned a holiday. Mmm. Yeah. Oh boy. Yes. Which we'll be talking about in January's podcast. We shall. Or will we'll, we? We'll probably, we probably won't. We'll probably do it from there. Oh, Whoa. Wow. We could oh. do sheep and rain, a lot of rain. A lot of rain. Up Scarfell Pike, we'll do some actuality Ooh, recording. Boy. It's gone big jack. <laughs> It is, it is. It's uh, very close to Sellafield. <laughs> we pick them. We pick them. So, um, mm. and the nearest station is Drig. D-R-I-G-G. Drig. No service on a Sunday. Don't try to get on Sunday or after 7pm. I went past a village called Fobbing today. Fobbing. Mm, mm. It's in Essex. Which leads us smartly on to our next song <laughs> by a band called Draw Me Stories. Matilda, tell me about them. Draw Me Stories. Now, I came across Draw Me Stories when I was looking at another rival podcast. There's no such thing. Uh, no, it wasn't a rival podcast. It's just, you know, another one out there in the market. We pioneered them. In. Surely uh, we, we we're the only ones who've actually worked out how to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They have got a new EP out called The Sky in the Mirror. You can get it by following a link that will be on our blog, which is silverliningpodcast.blogspot.com. Where there will also be a review of their EP. Which is... Well, good. I can give you that as a as a, um, as a taster. But this track actually is off an earlier album, The Unplugged Sessions, and it's called The Oak Tree. Put yourself on the back and let us be gone. No market stall that sells all you want. Ceaselessly watch over us and our brother to so 
myspace.com slash draw me stories that was the oak tree from their unplugged sessions really lovely and I love to hear a bit of glockenspiel tastefully added to a track yeah really lovely has anyone done uh, a purely glock album where it's just maybe glock and vocals glock rock yeah Oh, we're, we're just all about pioneering, aren't we? Yeah. We do the podcasts <laughs> with the unsigned music. Well, I think we should we, get the sort of motoric yeah. beat down. Yeah, and yeah. And then with the Glock. Yeah. Breakdown, breakdown. Wow. Oh, my God. I'm putting this straight on a CD and posting it to us right now. So it's officially copyrighted. <laughs> so it's time for a new re regular feature of the show. Because <laughs> we got bored of the others. Uh, no, no, just, no, just because the, the public demands that we keep innovating. Keep it fresh. You know, Matilda, mm. when I talk to you about um, the wider concepts like what's beef divided by pork? Chicken. Chicken, of course. That makes sense to most people. This section is a science section. It's a learning section for people who are interested in just expanding their horizons a little bit outside of the Osborne Guide to Science. There are bigger things going on, such as wax. So you may not know this, and this is an insider's tip, but if you've spilt wax for any reason on clothing, all you have to do to get it off is heat up the iron, steam or non, Get a piece of baking sheet, put it over the stained area, and then pass the iron over it. The wax will simply disappear. All you'll have is a little wet patch on the baking sheet, but not wax. Yeah. It's just, just a little clear bit. Just like, yeah, it's just a little window to the other side of science. Didn't you, didn't you wrap a candle in, in No, well, this is, this is very important. That's what I want to do, but I'm frightened that I'll create a, an infinity vacuum. If I wrap a candle, as you say, yeah. church or cake, in parchment, baking parchment, in yeah. baking paper, yeah. and then pass an iron over it, will the candle disappear? And then what will be in the space in between? Oh, it's too much for, too much for my head to cope with. Do you know with. what this is called? You know, I'll just be left with a wick and some, and some infinity. What is but, this called? <laughs> well, I was just, just going to say, you know sometimes you really need some string. Mm. And all mm. you've got is candles and baking mm. parchment and irons. So it's there you go. string theory. Yeah. That's what this is. Yeah. Well, that particular branch. Oh, finally. I, I know. I, was thinking... I knew I was onto something. Yeah. Uh, hang on. Let me give you two more examples. And I'll ask you to give me one of them. The first, you have already given me. And it is farting in space. Are you allowed to do it or are you not? Tell us why. Yeah, it's burping. Okay, so burping. You can't, you can't burp in space. But the, way you, the way you said it was like, like NASA's put an edict out that whatever you shall do in space, whatever you want, Ne'er shall ye burp. Ne'er shall, ne shall ye burp. No, Why? that's not quite what it is. It's not that ne'er shall ye burp. It's that ne'er shall you be able to burp. Even if all you wanted in the world, even if that were your dying wish, you simply shan't be able to. Because it would require gravity in order that the liquid and gas separate. The gas would therefore rise, facilitating a burp. Right, but, but if, with no gravity, you can't do that. You can't yeah, do that because think, it won't rise. It won't rise. Think well, about it. When you know when you really need to burp, you need to burp, and you want to burp, and you think burping would be a good thing. <laughs> in that situation, <laughs> in that situation, you wouldn't have that feeling. Physical yeah. process wouldn't happen. So it'd just be a memory of a burp you once had, and you think I'd really like that. But Another that infinity vacuum. Oh. But surely, uh, all things do in space is rise with no gravity. All they do. So yeah, just if you're in a, if you're in a finite space, aka a spaceship. And you're rising up. You need to burp. You're rising up. 
and everything's rising with you, but then your head hits the <laughs> hits the roof of the spaceship, so you can't go any further. Fall down and die. Will Just the gas die. keep rising, no, facilitating it a burst? No, it doesn't rise. The gas can't separate from the liquid. It's what? not the gas rising. Ah, it's, the, it's the liquid ah, not sinking. What if you swallow a mini spaceship, and the, the liquid and the gas can separate? And then film a Hollywood movie. Oh, in yeah. a space too. Yeah, yeah. three. The Dennis Quaid. Oh, blimey. Okay, so the other the other science question for today is, well, I I, I um had a haircut, and normally when you go to the hairdresser, you kind of have you have to chat rubbish for like half an hour until you have to leave. But this time, we were getting through the normal niceties of this and that and work and stuff. wanky twaddle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, wanky twaddle. Mrs. Wanky twaddle came to town. <laughs> Riding on a crap pony, whatever. On um, a mini spaceship. On a mini spaceship. And then he came. He <laughs> he came out. He said, "Yeah, me and my flatmate were um, just in on a Saturday night watching X Factor." And then, uh, and I'd turned off by this point. I turned back on straight away because he asked the question. He said, "Me and my flatmate were up all night considering where are all the turkey eggs." And it's the what, it's the... where. And I I stopped and I had a little shudder because I realised. <laughs> It was one of the finest yeah. poses I'd ever come across. Where are they all? And he, he backed it up by saying, if they existed, Bernard Matthews, being such a canny man, he can sell all the bits of the turkey. Mm. You were literally eating turkey feed when you eat some Bernard Matthews. He can do mm. it all. Surely he'd be marketing turkey. Eggs. He must be stockpiling them. Or for the Eggageddon. Armageddon. <laughs> 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 I'm trying to think of a name for this kind of... This Thinking. this area of thought, this this region of academia, giddy calculus. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. Hey, I wish. I have knew. we got a little quasi competition here? Yeah, flights of fancy that actually have their root in a kind of proper question, but are just mm. not. They're the wrong side of serious. I want to call it cake thagoras. Cake thagoras. <laughs> But I don't know. There's a competition for you. If yeah. you can think of a name for this area of, of stealthy but incomprehensible, unbeatable science, do email us at silverliningpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> and I, I think the, the scoring system is a subjective initial scoring on quality, a points-based scale. Mm-hmm. But then for each pun you get in, we square the number of points we originally <laughs> Yeah, that's give. it. So three puns and you are just in the lead. But we divide by a factor as yet to be determined Oh, by the number of words you had to use. Yeah. So if you can get it all in one word with three puns in, boy, <laughs> boy. And then we'll long divide it by the number of birthdays that we've ever had. Do you think <laughs> this is a meta example of Kate Fagoras? Um, or Giddy Calculus? I think I'm just tired, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it is late. Oh, Should we do another song? We're going to do another song. Let's do it. It's by a lovely, lovely person called Molly Beanland. Oh who's at myspace.com slash Molly Beanland most days. Uh, And this song from an old EP uh, is called The Key. And that's not T-E-Y. No, 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 no. This girl went to Cambridge. It's Q-U-A-Y. I left this boy by the key And turned his flooded side from me him still through all the years that passed but now it seems I've missed my chance I know I needed to fly 
by Molly Beanland off Moose for Pieces EP, which was released a few few years ago. Uh, a while ago. But you can get it on iTunes. Do get it on iTunes. Moves Ooh. for Pieces by Molly Beanland. It's great. We've just been looking at her MySpace. Then there's a there's a tweet link, right? Some some twits. And this one <laughs> this one says, uh, this was nine days ago, Molly said Starring as Holly Blow Knightley in Breakfast at Tit Fanny's. So we look forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She also says, she says that she thinks she would marry Andrew Bird if only he'd ask. Now, I'm just putting a message out to you there, Molly. I hope that our paths cross at some time, but I really will fight you. <laughs> she carries a Stanley knife, so <laughs> an extendable Stanley I'll, knife. I'll fight yeah. you for a bird. He is mm. a marvel. To be honest, you can have him, whatever. Mm. That whistling would really get on your tits. <laughs> Day and night, just... <laughs> I could, yeah, but I could whistle for him, like out of the side of your mouth, like a jaunty chimney sweep. Yeah, oh. I think it would be charming. Yeah, maybe yeah, he'd yeah. be able to teach me how to whistle like a human being, or how to play an instrument. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, no, that would be fun. She also says she's uh, a little bit in love with Lindsay Buckingham, circa rumours, which I can sort of understand. He does look a lot like our housemate Tarek. Isn't Tarek more tusk? Yeah, he's probably more circuit task. You've got to get these things right. I that's, mean. A, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a fair point. It's time for Gig Diary. Matilda, summon <laughs> the Gig Diary. That was my Gig Diary. Was actually, what was that? That was an unannounced jingle. <laughs> it was the Adams Family, oh, I think. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, yeah. 
so we're going to do a date at a time, and it's going to be it's going to come at you really fast, like a like a freight train, like a TGD. Hello, listener. This is the Ghost Podcast Future. We screwed up. These gigs that you're hearing in the background right now, they've already happened. It's the 8th of December now. Don't try and go to any of them. They've already happened. They were great. I'm going to send you back to the team now. They're at the 8th of December. Institute of Contemporary Music Performance at the Enterprise Camden. They're doing a whole night of things. Stephen Maltless, if you're in the mood for a bit of pavement nostalgia. I didn't know about that. He's playing on the night. I'm learning things. On the night, yeah, yeah. On the 10th. Oh, Madeleine Hart, Karen Grace, Sam Salon, Green Note. Yeah, Ghost of Podcast Pass, yeah. Green Note, Sam Salon, Big Fingernails. Excellent. Oldwick Christmas Party at the Troubadour. Oldwick are my new love of today. I just discovered them today. Really, really, yeah, them really, really brilliant. We hope to uh, maybe feature them on yeah. a later podcast. 12th, 13th, Criminal Records Weekend at the Enterprise. Some of that's going to be quite heavy, I think. Ooh, boy, how heavy? In tons? Uh, about four and a half. That means nothing to me. Uh, 15th. <laughs> John Bramwell from I Am Clute um, is playing at the Half Moon Putney, which you must go to. We must all go to the Half Moon Putney because I've it's being threatened. It. Yeah, but it's being threatened with closure. They want to make it into a gastro pub, and well, so if we you play know, there, that's unlikely to happen. I'm half- sure I've played there. You've, you, there are a couple of yeah. Half Moons. Oh god, yeah, I've probably played the worst Half Moon. <laughs> it was a Half Moon in Islington. No, I've played in a Putney. No, I've played in many places. Seriously though, and you can mm. go to that if you Google Half Moon Putney. You can find lots of forums where they've, they're sort of setting up things we can do to stop mm-hmm. Young's making them into another gastropub in Putney. Mm-hmm. Because it's a really brilliant venue and lots of people play there and they have great unsigned nights and they have great up-and-coming bands. It's but really I also really space. like um, mm-hmm. Big Mushrooms with Cheesing. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like gastros. On the 17th, Slow Club. Note, they do them there. Wow. Okay, sorry. On the 17th, Slow Club plus guests, Union Chapel, including Kate LeBon. Who I love. I saw her support Emiliana Torini recently. She was great. Any relation to Yasmin or Simon? Uh, no, she's Welsh. Oh, Blanchett. Blanchard Le Bon. <laughs> Kate LeBlanchard. No, also then, Laura Hocking from last month's podcast, Candid Arts Club. Again, I'm surprised because I didn't realise um, a guy I've been listening to a lot this month, James Yorkston, I've been listening to, um, to When the Heart Rolls In. Like, yes. It's not, not brand new, but I just popped it on. Was it Tortoise Regrets Hair and like some of those tunes and just, you know, when you just reconnect with some music. He's playing yeah. 20th and 21st. And he yes. plays really great Christmas gigs. I went to his Christmas gig last year, and you went the year before, didn't you? I went the year before. Where's he playing? Uh, at the Luminaire, those gigs are, 20th yeah. and 21st. And we, they're we must always go. a real treat. We, we should also That's play some, at the Sunday Luminaire. night and Monday night. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'd love to go to those. That'd be a lovely yeah. treat. There'll be an expanded version of this gig diary with uh, more gigs on it on silverlininepodcast.blogspot.com. So... Got some more elder, elder fire, buddy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, wow, I am flagging. Yesterday, I saw 6am for the first time in months and months and months. And I saw it in Dorset, and it was very wet. I went out on Saturday night, didn't get home till 4am. And you were dressed as Jaws from James Bond. Yeah. Did you have kitchen foil in your mouth? Mm. I had a mouth guard covered in kitchen foil. Uh, I walked in, first, eh? a, whole, a whole room full of people dressed in tuxes. I just strode in with my blue suspenders <laughs> and my OT jacket and my white shirt and blue tie. And, and I cracked do. a big smile. <laughs> what a reception. Wow. Well done, yeah, sir. life and soul. Yeah. So, yeah. And I got a little too drunk, but I had a really, really nice time. We're going to play another song now. We've played three so far. This fourth one is by me.
That was Tim Dickinson sat here on my left hand mm -hmm. um, and where we lie. Yeah, you can tell when we've had a busy week because we'll play our own material. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to review that? Uh, it, it was from an album that I made while we were at university called uh, A Little Bit of Darkness. Matilda helped me write it. So come on. Um, um, we're moving on to re-energize. We're moving on to a new section again uh, because we've sworn off pet peeves for this month because it's nearly Christmas. <laughs> So what we're going to do instead is... <laughs> That's another impromptu jingle. Apologies for that. Matilda, what's on your Christmas list? <gasps> what is on my Christmas list? That's very much the question. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, one thing is ice skating, please, can we go? Yes. Very exciting. Because I, I work opposite Somerset House, so I see everyone going in there and skating outside, and it's mm. so lovely. It and lovely. Um, really, really... We should go to Winter Wonderland in Hyde, uh, whatever park it's in. It's in Hyde Park. Yeah. It's in the biggest park. Possibly, was that, yeah. With the craft market, and I say that not C R A F T, but K R A F T, because it's a gym. Craft. With craft. With uh, thick sausages. What do you want for Christmas, Johnny? Some bike lights. Some bike lights. Well, I've already got bike lights, but I want multi bike lights. Right, I want easily pleased. Nog bike lights. <laughs> bomb. Uh, I'm pretty easily pleased. Um, we're going for a sort of lo-fi Christmas mm -hmm. because I don't know about people out there, but. 25 now and I do a job basically I've reached this weird point of coming up to Christmas and realizing I've kind of got everything I want you don't know it yet though no I know that's the thing you can still be surprised with wondrous like thoughtful things but there's nothing like when when you're growing up all you wanted was like the mini snooker table mm -hmm. or whatever uh, you didn't necessarily super, get it. Super Optimus Prime. Super Optimus Prime. But there's nothing like that. In our house, we have house Christmas early, so everyone can then go home and have a less good Christmas, but yeah. still feel good about having had a good one. And we have a, a policy for presents. Spend no more than £5 on any particular person and buy all the presents from charity shops. I'm so to be honest, that's the most that. exciting thing about Christmas. I've done almost all of my Christmas shopping what? already. Yeah. But you do have a lifestyle that permits such extravagance. You, you're saying I'm lazy and virtually unemployed, but that's fine. Yeah, no, I do. You I, said I, it. I like I like going to charity oh, shops. Oh, I can't wait. It's my favourite thing. Saturday is totally well, aside from me. You've got, at the moment, too many presents, so one of them is going to have to go to someone else. Mm. And the same goes for you. Really? The others, not so much. <laughs> I'm actually scheduling in a mm. full Saturday. Get up early, go to Arthur's Calf, have a deep, deep breakfast. Mm. Includes liver, sausage, onion, the full works. Black and white pudding. Special request. Yeah. I'd <laughs> put an order in. Uh, but then spend a whole Saturday starting off in West Hampstead, cycling around the yeah. hot spots of charity action in London. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's, there's, there's so with many. With a pilgrim style hanky on a stick to store the presents. <laughs> or, or take some jeans with really deep back pockets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's another feature for future podcasts charity reviews. The, the ghost of podcast future. That's me. Charity shop reviews. Yeah, also. Where are the best ones? Um, oh. Free cycle. Free cycle's what, fine. Some good things you find, right? I mean, I'm sure that we could make a, a regular feature of... I found a, I found a, a Star Trek things. uniform on Free Cycle. We did. I think it's the comedy ones that are probably the best. In the inadvertently <laughs> funny messages. Yeah. I found someone wanting, by the morning, a vivarium ink creature. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because their son had been promised one. They'd put him to bed. It had fallen through. You know you've sunk when it's 12 at night. <laughs> your son is lying in bed waiting for a snake. And the, the only option you have left is to recycle. There's lots of ones like kind of, you know, selection of children's balls. <laughs> <laughs> only slightly soiled or needs a good clean. They obviously meant cricket balls, footballs and things. But mm. it, some of the writing is so sparse and 
There's damaged. one here that I thought maybe I'd written, um, wanted Tudor girls costume. <laughs> I thought, have I ordered something in the middle of the night accidentally? We're going to have more of these free cycle gems after the next song, which is a surprise to us. Uh, because Claire Blackman, the author, singer and player of this song, hasn't yet sent it to us. But it could be anyone off her excellent EP. I've listened to them all, they're all very good. So whichever one we get, it's going to be great. And it's going to be this one, so listen up. singing a song, but as I said, we don't know which one it's going to be or which one it was. We do now. But whatever it is, I'm pretty sure it's going to be from her Every Time I Close My Eyes, I See Mountains EP. It was. Which you can buy from her uh, by going to her MySpace address, which is myspace.com slash Claire Blackman, and that's Claire without an I.
Really, really beautiful. It certainly was. I discovered something Very this good. week. Mm-hmm. You know how she says every time I close my eyes I see mountains? The track we just played. I discovered that I have sound synesthesia. Do you? Yeah. How did you discover that? Because uh, I hadn't been sleeping very well. When I went mm-hmm. to the doctor I was talking about sleeping to them. They were saying, oh, describe what you, you know, how you see, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, I was talking about how when I when I listen to music and sometimes with people's voices as well, they have certain colours and certain shapes in my in my head and in my vision. And I've started to get really obsessed with it. And when I close my eyes and listen to music, my eyeballs shoot around really oh, fast. Right. It's totally weird. And if you if you kind of hold my eyelids, you can feel my eyes going all the way around. That's your brain telling you to listen to more REM. Do our do our voices have colours? Not all the time. Yours is brown. <laughs> yeah. Bloody, yours is... That was my chop. That was my joke. I was laying it up for myself. My, mine's a deep mauve. A deep mauve? Yours is a deep paisley. <laughs> Paisley's not a colour, it's a pattern. While, while we're here, as we have been for the last uh, few hours, last week, Johnny Lloyd mentioned myspace.com slash Johnny Lloyd and also said that it didn't exist. Well, let me qualify that. Let me qualify that. I said, insofar as I was implying that it was to do with me, it didn't exist. And I'm like, it doesn't exist. Except that it does. Well, no. The, the implication was that mm-hmm. there was a site, mm-hmm. Johnny Lloyd, that was to do with me. Unfortunately, I am from neither Holt. Derby nor Holt, Bristol. you shall not pass. Let me, let me remind you what we were talking about at the time. We were talking about myspace.com slash Matilda James, which... Patently wasn't Matilda James, but MySpace.com slash Johnny Lloyd actually reveals some gold. It's got a lovely mustard colour scheme. Yeah, yeah, mustard Mustard. bubblegum coloured scheme. And it says it's a tribute to Johnny Lloyd. It's about the same as our very own dear Johnny Lloyd, whose back I'm patting now. His little spiel says, uh, I've got so many nicknames. Meat Feast, Little Mai, Albert the Fifth Musketeer, Screech, uh, About Me. There's not a lot to say about him, really. He's a highly intelligent, literate young man. He is currently studying maths and philosophy at the University of, we won't say, which was a crazy decision in retrospect as he has no ideas in relation to philosophy. However, he is loving the beep experience, building on the foundations he started during the course of a hazy summer. Beep. You are his heroine. His family are bastards, but he loves them. Can I just ask though, can you literally have no ideas about philosophy? Isn't that kind of <laughs> that in itself giddy is, calculus? Is an idea wrapped in baking parchment <laughs> and iron. <laughs> there are all kinds of gold on here. Whoa, 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 whoa! Look under the uh, we uh, guys <laughs> at, at, at home. Listen to this. I've just seen this for the first time mm-hmm. under yeah. music. Tim, read out the first bit of the music. Section. I can't. It uh, goes against my religion. Tilly, <laughs> I'm shouldering the burden here. Yeah, do it. Rod Stewart equals. God. And this is a 21-year-old university student. But it's all a, it's all a big joke, isn't I it? I must be. It must Come be. Along. No, I don't believe it. The thing is, I th- was wondering, is it, you know, someone being, you know, jokey? Mm. Am I on someone's behalf and it's all, like, silly stuff? But it just, it could be true. To any, does, con- to any confused line, agnostic people out there, Rod Stewart isn't God. He's, uh, I can't say the word, but it, it rhymes with something that, that rhymes with something else. That rhyme to so <laughs> well, you'll never know because that'll be bleated out. Uh, let me tell you, uh, our competition winner, more mm. importantly, mm. it isn't Johnny Lloyd, it's not Rod Stewart, it isn't Matilda James, nor is it Tim Dickinson. The only person who actually answered our competition question was Molly Beanland. 
Molly Beanland, who suggested a school ruler as a presentation hot dog plate. That is very good. <laughs> which yes. wins, which wins. So That's very good. Molly Beanland, you've won Oasis album Standing on the Shoulder at Giants to put your ham slices in. Wow. That is brilliant. And if you get one of those, like, plastic shatterproof ones, it has a kind of central ridge Ooh. to stop the, Sorry, the dog you're, rolling. You're talking about shatterproof uh, rulers, not Oasis CDs. Because <laughs> there's no such thing, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Proven. Mm. So, That's very good. And you know what we've I'm also got impressed. today? Yes, wow. yes. Um, in the dishwasher, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, one of the chopping boards broke in half. So we've got a long, thin chopping board. It's about four inches across, even less, maybe three. That's new as well. I know, yeah. really quite But at least now we have somewhere to chop our chorizo. And leeks. And leeks. Oh, wow, we are blessed in this house. Yeah. Johnny, mm. how many Irish lumberjacks does it take to change a light bulb? I don't know. Three. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye-bye. Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Thanksgiving. Have Hanukkah, a good one. And all the December feasts. See you in 2010. January. 2010. January. Bye. Bye. Bye.